3: Hi everybody! Welcome back to the Gallagher Chots YouTube channel and podcast. We are back <laughs> with another match preview. Join us at the very last minute. There's Roger. Hence, <laughs> the, <reason we're> <laughs> the stream. Um, we are talking about obviously the Newcastle United victory against Southampton that has just happened this afternoon, where we have beat them three-one. I'm Scott. I'm your host for this one. And this week we're joined by Chris, Daryl and Roger. Um, boy- better late than never. Are we all happy? Are we still happy? It's been Where a good, good few uh, good few games for all of us, hasn't it? I'm happy.
4: I'm happy. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm gonna
3: get me no I'm gonna get my passport renewed. Um <laughs> yes, so we'll jump straight into this one. Uh Chris, I'll start with you, mate. Um team lineup. We've got the team sheet an hour before, uh, and there were four changes mm. to the midweek game. We were kind of expecting some rotation, but we're expecting as much as what actually happened?
1: Um,
4: I think we all expected that probably, obviously with, with Longstaff going to be missing that one. Well, we heard that before the team sheet was announced really, that Longstaff wasn't really going to be featuring and not even making the bench. Um, obviously, with the, the injury picked up on that penalty, which we did not receive the other day. Um, but... I, to be honest with you, I was probably expecting Gordon to start. I think Gordon, what was this was a sort of game that I thought Eddie Howe would have thought. No, no, it's a it's a home game, St. James's Park atmosphere against bottom of the league, so it's a great opportunity for Gordon. But obviously, we'll, we'll get on to, to what happened at half-time as well. Um, but yeah, do you know what it is? <laughs> yeah. I, I think we're all expecting rotation of some sort with having three games in a week. So I I wasn't shocked whatsoever. Like.
3: No. Um, Daryl, it seemed a bit like an Alan Pardew starting uh, starting squad with uh, five left-backs on the subs bench. Um, it just goes to show, doesn't it, one or two injuries and this, this squad that we've talked about being so strong over the past few weeks is looks a be paper thin again.
0: Yeah, I mean, God, harking back to those days of Alan Pardew and his left-backs, dear me. Um, but yeah, you're right, you know, it, it does go to show that the... There's still a little bit of a, a lack of strength and depth in the squad. Just when you get a, one injury too many, I think I think the injury to Longstaff really does mean that we're we're running on the bare bones in the middle of the park there. Um, but you know, it's we we ended up using what? How many did we make in the end? Was it three or four subs we made in the end? And um, you know, by that point, we had turned it around to a point where it was all right to use them in, in that capacity. Um, I think the, the the number of changes surprised me a little bit. I agree with Chris. I think there was, I expected a little bit of rotation, but obviously didn't really account for the injury to Sean Longstaff being a a key issue. Um, but yeah, I mean, fair play. It it worked.
3: It certainly did, Roger. Um, obviously first half, we'll not touch too much on, um, Anthony Gordon probably having to pick up the chances, uh, before their goal. um, what were your thoughts on Gordon's performance? Um, obviously, one of his first, you know, first of a few starts that he's had. Um, he seems to get these chances and maybe he's not take them as, as well as he would like.
2: Yeah, I still think he's he's finding his feet in the in in our team in our squads yep. in the way in the way we play, the way we train. You know, I think he's. I did the the Everton preview with the the Everton fans, and I was well, one of the Everton fans. says, and you know, we're talking about he's come from a really unstable environment to a really completely different environment. And he's, I I don't think he had a terrible, I thought maybe he's given another 10 minutes in the second half, but Eddie Howe was really decisive, which, you know, I think we can only admire really. He just went that, right. That's it. But he looked a threat. He got, you know, he got the full back on on a yellow card in the first five minutes, I think. And I thought, right, okay, let's go at him. And he had a chance. He hit the side net and he hit the post. You know, so we're only about six six inches away from success. You know, like he was very close to getting a couple of goals in the first half, and then we're not having this conversation. But yeah, I think he's just he's just bedding into the team. And how's like like you're saying, you know, it was an opportunity to start him. He's not the finished product, and I think yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wasn't getting my knickers in a twist about it. I was surprised he was subbed straight away, but. You know, Eddie knows infinitely better than me, but
4: yeah. I don't. I don't think he had a bad game or anything, Roger. I think it's no, just the no. case that, that obviously obviously would going to go down. Eddie House had to make a ruthless decision, yeah. and unfortunately, yeah. it's it's um it's golden that that's that sacrifice to to change the game around. And honestly, all credit Eddie Howe because it worked. worked the treat.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: It did obviously. We'll, we'll touch on their goal uh, a little bit first, but we will not we're we'll not dwell on that too much because at the end of the day, um, it was just a, it was a consolation, if anything, for them. Um, even though they did score first, Darrell. Um, I, I, I want to say it didn't really go against the run of play. It was a it was a bit end to end. We were a bit sloppy. They were, you know, getting chances and hitting us quite quite uh, quite high up on the counter attack, which they like to do. Um, it just seemed that that time they got through.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, Bruno loses the ball in in the middle of the park, and they're very quick to break. Um, and you know, they do have pace in attack, as mentioned on the preview, how how much they do like to turn over high up the pitch and break on a team, um, and they just managed to find a way through. I thought it was it got quite a bit hectic in the box there, and I think it was Trippier was marking Armstrong, and he just he just lost him very ever so slightly, yes. and it was it was just a case of him getting a touch on it and putting it through where Nick Port was. But like you say, it was turned out in the end of a concession, to be honest. It went in and out. I'm sitting and I'm thinking, it's gone in, but I still felt like we'd come out on top.
3: Well, there was a stat that the commentators on uh, on my stream said, and it was in in the first half, Southampton had 30 touches in the opponent's box. And in the second half, they didn't have a single one. Um, so, half-time come. Obviously, we know about the change. Callum Wilson, come on for Gordon, Roger. Um, almost instant kind of reaction from that. We, we just looked a totally different side. I don't mm. know what he does in that dressing room but he gets a tune out of us in the second half doesn't he Eddie Howe?
2: I think yeah, I think it's just a case of you know, those are his, his blue chip players and they know how they know how we play, they know they know they understand what's at stake and I mean obviously Wilson, you know, obviously we'll talk about Wilson's impact with the two goals but putting moving Isak out onto the left hand side just really seemed to free him up and he was, they, they just, they just can't handle. Like when we've got those two up front, mm-hmm. people just don't know what to do with them because he can, because Isak can do absolutely everything. So, yeah, it was it was a completely refocused team. You know, we've we have had a few games where first half hasn't been as, you know, hasn't been anything to write home about, like Brentford, where West Ham, Um there's probably in, well even the, even the Everton game you could say, and then second half I think. I don't necessarily think it's he's gone in there and he's, he's bollocked them or he's sort of like. No, oh, no. I just think we are, a, you know, we seem to be a second half team. We grow into, we grow into these games. Of, and because we've got this energy, we can just outstrip teams in the second half. And it's, it's a joy to behold, honestly. And, you know, obviously we'll, we'll chat about Wilson, I'm sure. But excellent. Really good.
3: Yeah, we'll, we'll jump straight into the, the first goal. Chris, for, for us, uh, Callum Wilson obviously gets his goal. Uh, it's a, a it's a pass through from, from Isak uh, that kind of gets to it, and he and he, and he hits it home. Um, no surprises. That Callum Wilson takes those chances. I mean, you know, that's his bread and butter. Um, is there anything that you know stands out for that goal for you, particularly that you were impressed with?
4: It's do you know what it is it? Not necessarily just the goal itself, mate, but just how fast we can turn things around. And I said the the other week that if we could go, go down, then it's fine. Um, because I'm not concerned at any point because I think we can just turn things around, and obviously take take the game towards teams. And it's the same day when we we'll go go down. Just like Daryl, I thought it's fine. Things will change yeah. second half, and, and that's all that we need. We just need Eddie Howe to get the, the lads in and, and just shuffle things around. he did, but just just to touch on on Callum Wilson, <laughs> I was probably one of the the people I wasn't writing Callum Wilson off with with Isaac's arrival, but I thought that. He could possibly start dropping down a little bit and getting less game time because we've got an nice striker on my books and a very good good one if that. Yeah. But I tell you what, Callum Wilson, he's this, this is probably some of the, the best football we're seeing from him now. And that's when he's not starting games as well. And, and I said it on the match preview, maybe it's because he's not starting games and, and he's not that, that person that we're relying on at the moment to, to grab the goals. It's he looks fitter than he ever has done. And yeah. That, that's probably thanks to, to Isaac as well playing out with skin every single game. And I, I mentioned it, like I said, on the preview and, and Eddie Howe's got two great strikers on his hands there. Like, and no defence will want to play against either of those, whether they're starting as a lone striker or if they're both on the field. They will literally be popping their pants if both of those are on the field at the same time. Because like you said, Isaac, is just, honestly, it's like he's got super glue on his boot that kid. He can do everything, <laughs> literally everything. <laughs>
3: He's ridiculous. I've actually, what the ridiculous. commentator said, he's got super glue on his boot when he I think he did that run, I think, I set up the disallowed goal. Yeah. Um that, that went through. Um the contest was like, he just runs it, he's got super glue on his feet. So there you are, Chris. <laughs> now, you're in the ground, you must be watching See? the stream at the same time. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that disallowed goal, Roger. Um obviously Isak picks up the ball, does a lo- lovely little lovely lovely little run to get past his man and then uh it's almost like a hit and hope cross. You know, he just drills it across the floor and hoping someone's mm. gonna get the get on the end of it. It does fall to Wilson, but uh, it comes off Miggy's ankle um just beforehand and it and had it not hit Miggie, um, Wilson wouldn't have been offside. Uh but yeah. because that happened, he was offside at that that play. Um unlucky for Wilson not to get his hat-trick. I think I don't think he scored a hat-trick for us, has he? Um, no. So I think it would have been his first one had he have, had that have counted. Um but again, like like Chris said, just more impressive finishing from Wilson.
2: Yeah. I mean when you're when you when you're hot, you're hot, you know, and it was an excellent, you know, really good comp I mean he is he's very he's very composed, especially when he's he's in the groove like he is. I think he's got is he got eight goals in April? Which yeah. is absolutely oh. crazy. I mean he's is he on fourteen or fifteen now and you know, 50, who's to 15, who's to see you know, he'll be wanting twenty now, I think. I think he'll be wanting twenty for the end of the season and and What's good about it? I think I saw somebody tweet about it. Was like Isak's quite happy to. Well, he seems quite happy to play that supply role and chip in with a few goals. And Wilson's just a pure goal scorer. Like, yeah, so it, it seems to sort of marry up quite nicely. But yeah, I think. I mean, it, it goes back to VAR again, and looking at it and looking at it and zooming in, and it's. It, it, I think it did touch Miggy. I mean, I don't, I don't. I don't know what you you guys think, but I think it did touch Miggy. So. Obviously, he was rightly ruled out for offside. But the good thing is, he just kept going, and I was just gutted he didn't get the hat trick, like like all of us. And and who who hits the ball twice <laughs> <shocking laughs> at Like You know, you know, your looks not in when that's happening. Like, so I think. Can I just
4: just just to jump in, Roger? Yeah. The, the whole the whole VAR thing, right? Once again, we're having the discussion about clear and obvious, and not being offside, right? From from what I've seen, back, and obviously. During the game itself, it takes VR what three, four minutes to to come Long up time. that decision again. And Jordan got his goal ruled out against was that Southampton as well, where basically they said he handballed it, but there wasn't enough evidence yes. to say yeah, that he yeah, handballed yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I think we're in a similar sort of position there today. The, yeah. the amount of times that they looked at that and zoomed in on it and went back and forwards, I don't think they were confident enough to say that it's definitely hit Miggy. Yeah. So why have they not then stayed with the on-field decision at that point? Yeah. I just I, I just don't get it and I, I, right if I'm being honest it looks like it has hit Miggy. But yeah. looking watching them looking at it on VAR, I don't think they can tell. Yeah. It's
3: strange because from what, I, what the replay that we saw straight away on the TV, you could see clear as mud it's hit Miggy. The, the the first replay that Vodo the slot right down and you see like it's Miggy's ankle and the ball is Bouncing off his ankle. So you think, okay, well, that's going to get given. And then they just keep back and forth looking at it. It's just like, well, well I think I think they're looking at it. Sure because be.
4: if the Southampton player has made, obviously, a, a play for it, then hit that onto Miggy, yeah. then it wouldn't be offside because Miggy hasn't played the ball. He hasn't made a play. So I ball, think yeah. they're trying to determine if it has or it has not hit the Southampton player, not necessarily Miggy, if it's hit that Southampton player first. That's what I think they're doing. And I don't think there's enough evidence to say that it. it it has all,
3: yeah. hasn't. Yeah, and I think also once they made that decision, they don't have to look at the offside mm. and line that up. Because yeah. he was in line with the player, but I think his leg was, yeah. was offside, which you know just gets given straight away. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll move on to... Um, well, Southampton makes a substitute. Theo Walcott comes on and you think he could cause us some trouble. You saw him against, uh, was it Liverpool the other week, where you just cut them in half. like You just mm. threw a knife through butter, Daryl. Yeah. Um, but it ended up going the other way. Um, mm. He ended up putting it in his own net. Although the uh, announcer in the ground didn't seem to, to know what was going on <laughs> at that point, uh, but it was a it, it was a free kick we got right next to the right next to the corner flag, um, or just a little bit up from there. And, and Tripp has delivered the ball in, and it's Botman who gets his head on it or gets a flick on it, and it, it's unlucky for Botman because he's he's anchoring for that first goal. I think him and Gordon are the only two senior players now, regular starters who haven't scored. But um, yeah. The rest is history, as you say.
0: Yeah, I mean, looking at it from the opposite end of the ground, I thought Bottman had got a clean hit on it and it had gone all the way in. But uh, it's not until you see the replays back. And I still don't know how he ends up trying to say it's Bruno's goal when it, you know, it does clearly come off Walcott and it goes straight in. Um, but again, you, you have to question what Southampton were playing at defensively there because it looked as though it was far too easy for them to, to dominate the box in, in that manner. Um and it, it it came at a at a time when we were actually piling pressure on them as well. You know, after yeah. the disallowed goal, it just seemed to be a case of one way traffic. And I understand exactly what you were saying about because he, he had a one on one with Dan Byrne at one point and Dan Byrne just ushered him away and it was just like, Well, he's it's not his day to day and then mm. you know, you have the the you add the own goal onto it as well and they just think, Well, there you go. And and as soon as we took the lead, there was only one thing that was gonna happen. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean even I think the disallowed goal just let a firework under under everyone as well. Just be like, okay, well, we've got lost that. We need to get another one. And it. it wasn't that long after that. We did get the goal. And then um then Roger, our friend Callum Wilson strikes again for the for the third goal.
2: You know what? There's there's no finer sight than when a striker puts a keeper on their horse. It's really something quite special. Like you know, it was really and I think it showed really good, you know, a lot of times when you get these these goals ruled out on bar, and there's been a big atmosphere and then all of a sudden it's kind of, it gets sucked out of the ground and the players kind of drop a little bit and sometimes the, the opposition gets a bit, of you know, the bit between the teeth again, but we just didn't allow for that to happen and, and, and you know, once again, Callum Wilson, like, just, just excellent centre-forward play, really, really fine, fine finish and, yeah, I think I'll be upset about him not getting a hat-trick until probably the End of the season and then I'll get over. Until he party. gets one against
3: Arsenal next week.
2: Yes, mm. until he gets one. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's happening. It's happening.
3: Yeah, well, um, obviously the final whistle goes and it ends three one, Chris. That leaves us still in third position, um, even though Manu also picked up three points today. Um it's it's just looking ever more likely, isn't it?
4: It's happening, mate. It's happening, and do you know what it is? Just, just a, a, a shout out to, to Roger Yeah. He called it at the start of the season, man. Good. He, he yep, called it, way, Roger. Um, saying <laughs> that, that why not? Why why can't we get Champions League football? And as each game passes, as each game week passes, we will look more and more likely to to get that. Obviously, it was unlucky today with with the the Spurs and Liverpool result, and. Um, mm but honestly that that's that's our place to lose and i don't think we will we'll lose it i think it's not a case of if we get champions league it's if we finish third or fourth yeah yeah, yeah.
2: too much has yeah, to, too much has to happen too much yeah. has to go wrong with five games left you know there's got to be a a three game swing in
0: and plus goals in i just yeah yeah for, for only having lost four up till now, and to then have to lose another three in the space of what six games, yeah. seven games, if that. And five you know games is, pe- now. people look? Look, just people just, look back at this and be
4: like, "Oh," and they'll refer to that Leicester season where Leicester won and won the league. Instead, Leicester will look, the gods to, to injuries and suspensions and stuff like that because I had a pretty clean season, really.
0: Yeah,
4: I was. We, we have had injuries throughout the season, yeah. and we're still up there. We're we're, we're sixty million pounds striker. Mister Good three months of the season. Mm. Callum Wilson's obviously been injured at times. Maxy's been injured mm-hmm. probably half the season. Um And honestly, like we're still there, and yeah. we're still. I think if the season had a, a couple of more games at the end of it, I honestly think we could catch Arsenal. I think if we yeah, beat man.
2: Arsenal,
4: yeah, there's we we an extra couple of more weeks, we could catch up to them. We're absolutely on fire at the minute. We could still, we could still catch them. We could still
2: catch them. Yeah, it's only 10 points. Yeah, like if we beat them next week, that's seven points. And then, you know, you don't know what, what you know. You don't know what state Arsenal are going to be in, you know. And it's just absolutely phenomenal what they've done. Absolutely phenomenal. And even you know, after the World Cup, we had all you know, we had a lot of draws, and it seemed like we just couldn't score. You know, I we we've reflected on games, and I've watched. You know when you've done like uh, post game analysis and you're like how do we not score how you know we had so many chances we just couldn't couldn't put the ball in the back of the net and then all of a sudden we've gone on this run aside from the, the Villa game where we've just been just an absolute goal machine. So thirteen goals in three games man. It's
0: ridiculous it's crazy yeah. man. It's crazy. It's, I think it's it's twenty six since we got beat off Man City. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. But well, it also it?
3: leaves it on a pretty high <laughs> goal difference. Uh, we're now on plus thirty-four, yeah. which is even more insane when you look at it that way, considering man U next to us are on plus ten. Um you know, they did get a 7 0 huntman off Liverpool, but even then that would only be 17. So uh yeah, we'll uh, we'll take, take the goals as they are flown in. Um yeah, why not? We'll still catch City. <laughs> I mean <laughs> do you know what? They're only a point ahead of Arsenal.
4: <laughs> that's it. I, yeah, we're, we're, we're I think we we'll push them a we'll look. Now, like we're not we're not, gonna, we're
3: not. we're not going to win. Yeah, games, even, uh, even no, I'm it's... a little bit dubious about that one. Though, you know? we'll, do, we'll do that next season. Eh? Why not? Um, yeah, it's interesting. You know, a lot of people are talking about. You know, oh well, Brighton have got to do this, and Arsenal have got to do that, and you know, Liverpool, Villa, they've all got to do this, this, and this. It's like it should really just be focused on what we can do. It's yeah. The yeah. only Is thing that's in Newcastle I think we needed three wins before today. And we've got one, so only another two wins, and I think that'll that'll take it above where Liverpool and Brighton would get if they won yeah. every single game. Mm-hmm. Um, Imagine that, right, game. that might be wrong. last home game of
2: the in this season. <laughs> like it's, you know, Champions Best League that, is already yeah. secured. The atmosphere is going to be rocking in this. Absolutely rocking, man! Yeah, big war flags display. Lads are back in Europe. Oh <laughs> man. Just oh, yeah. a big
4: passport, just a big Sir. passport. I <laughs> stars on it. A big
2: Jacob <laughs> Murphy on the on the gala. Aye.
3: <laughs> Does anybody want to add anything before we wrap this one up, boys?
4: Nah, it's honestly yeah. just 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 for finalise. Honestly, I, I, I'm seeing this more and more as each podcast that we're doing, but I'm still having to pinch myself being a Newcastle fan at the moment. And I think I said this on on the preview that this game wouldn't be anywhere near. The, the last two obviously um the, the last two victories which we've had and i think i actually nailed the score prediction as well i'm pretty sure i said 3-1 on the, on the match preview and it's exact honestly the game panned out exactly how we thought it would would mm-hmm. and, and that second half masterclass by eddie howe once again honestly we're talking about the players and how great the players are playing but eddie howe he deserves manager of the season for me
0: like all right without a doubt yeah I, don't, I, don't. I
3: think I think now it's looking never so likely that Arsenal aren't winning the league. Yeah, I think he's he's in more contention now to win it than than anything really. I mean, I'd obviously, have, I think have to have if, if for... City get the, if City get the trouble, maybe's, um, but that's not league management. So I don't know. Yeah, Shout
2: for Gary O'Neill or Bournemouth, like he's and I. I mean, that's he's what that's 13, doing a good job. Kind of like, of getting the thirteenth now. He's done a, yeah. That is a ridiculous job. Everyone had written them off. They were like. Definition bottom, like he's done a, an amazing job there. Like, mm-hmm. there's the a few games even there's there's a look at around
3: them, which is important, which is what uh, we did last season.
4: Yeah, and so there's, and there's, and there's a few in contention. In contention and, and look at Brighton, how well Brighton have done. It's yeah. just one of them seasons where the, the teams like Newcastle, Brighton, and Villa are showing that they, they can mingle with the big lads.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I am um, in a WhatsApp group with my mates who live down in Yorkshire and that. and one of them's a Man United fan and there's a West Ham fan and a couple of Leeds fans in there as well. And they're all absolutely fuming at how well we're doing. And I love it. I absolutely love it.
3: <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Well, we will leave it there for this one. Just a short reaction for everybody today. Thank you all for watching. Uh Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Daryl. Thanks, Roger. Um, if you haven't already done so, please scroll down from this video and hit the little thumbs up button. It'll get this feed into... Everyone else's YouTube feeds and and everyone who's a, a fan of Newcastle and probably Southampton as well. If we get the hashtags right this week, uh, to view it. One thing we do want you to all do though, if you haven't hit that subscribe button, I think we're only 32 away from 10,000. Um, so please scroll down and hit the subscribe button if you haven't already done Un- that. Unlock it the video, to...
0: unlock the special video at 10,000. And you will, um... yeah, you will
3: unlock the goalkeeper battle of the kits uh, once we hit 10,000. If you want to go one step further, you can become a member of the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel. It's 2 dollars a month. That gets you early access to the videos as well as access to the Telegram group, which I did pop in before this time uh, and it was absolutely buzzing in there. So, um, Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. But all that's left for me to say is thanks everyone for watching. Thanks guys for joining and we will see you in the next one. Come on. Bye everyone. <laughs>